0: Uh, Hello and uh, good afternoon. Welcome to Aspen Weight Live. Delighted as always that you can uh, join us for today's uh, show and podcast. Always have to add that in. There's plenty of people that listen uh, on the podcast after five o'clock. Welcome to you. And as always, if you'd like to get involved in the show... It's at podcast weightcouk Get your thoughts into us. Uh, we are interested and eager, as always, uh, to hear them. And if you're watching on the live stream, please do get involved with the show. We'll put your comments on the screen and uh, you, you, we'll we'll read some of them out as well. And before I move on to introduce... Uh, my wonderful guest uh, today on the show, I just want to say, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. All you need to do uh, is go to Aspenweight on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe button if you want to, hit the bell as well, and you'll get notified when we go live. And of course, Ding. if you haven't already, Ding. you can uh, subscribe to the podcast as well and get that. Just drop onto your device every single day, and we're doing this oh, Monday can't to have Friday. That again.
1: All this innuendo, but, you know, really
0: drop it on your device drop it yeah. on your device we've got to get you those bits out of the way as uh, as people might not know that they can subscribe right let's get into introducing uh, the wonderful ceo of aspen weight mr paul uh, wait uh, good afternoon to you paul
1: good afternoon ben i'm very sun-kissed today i feel like a, a large whale that's been sunbathing so uh... and you're indoor yeah you're indoors no
0: it's a lovely uh, scenery behind you backdrop with uh, the photos but yeah i know you like to be in your garden
1: yeah, you know, we've well got compensations, hasn't it? At least I'll, I'll I'll be able to go for a bike ride in the cool later. So yeah. we should get you some sort of um,
0: one of those sort of marquee things that go up. You could still have the background, and then you but you're covered. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's yeah. Let's introduce Mister Mister Mark Carey uh, as well. Um, Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you?
2: I I, I must say you are looking extremely sun kissed, and in my in. In my current studio, I'm looking a bit grey by comparison there, Mr. Waite.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid that's true.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to get some special lights, I think, in here for next week, so I'd look as glamorous as you. Well, i glamorous, but there we are.
1: <laughs> like an Argentinian, an ex-Argentinian prop or something. You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad analogy, actually.
0: Hey, shut up. We, <laughs> we mentioned yesterday on the show that we're going to launch uh, Aspen Waite Radio on Friday, um, in time for what I thought was going to be the Bank Holiday Weekend. Of course, that's been uh, that's been changed. If you're not sure, Google it. Um, but we are launching Aspen Weight Radio on Friday, and we are going to talk about that today on the show. Before we do that, there's a couple of things uh, that I'd like to uh, talk through uh, with you both. First of all, Paul, and this was something that you mentioned yesterday and actually ended up happening, is uh, somebody's yeah. uh, decided to sue the government. Mm.
1: Well, I did say this was coming. Mm. So I'm feeling quite smug, you know, because uh, it seemed to me that this was always going to happen because, uh, according to my research, the lockdown is unconstitutional. I'd already worked that out for myself. It was in breach of uh, legislation. Um, and uh, I personally thought that given, you know, people like Gina Miller uh, tested the Brexit system successfully, uh, there were a number of other um, lawsuits, including in Scotland, for instance seemed to me quite a fair bet that somebody would actually bring a lawsuit against the government and in fact they have so uh uh it's the leader of the English Democratic Party uh, I have had a brief read of the of the of the um you know the key points that are listed in terms of the alleged breaches um so uh you know this this is now a reality yeah
0: and yes yeah, so you 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 predicted it yesterday Paul. i want to ask just to move that on how, how many more do you think will will come of this is this the first the first of many
1: i think that's a very uh, almost an impossible question to <laughs> is, answer isn't it yeah. <laughs> i mean it depends really on um i think there's two different things here i think unlike so i i, I suspect if so if you ask me uh, to give you a professional opinion uh i would probably say that in my opinion the government has broken the law hmm probably, if I had to say one way or the other. Um, the reason why I, for instance, would probably hesitate to do anything about that myself is then there's a moral issue as to whether it would be right uh, to sue people that that they might be, say, stupid or not have a plan, but would it be right to sue them for doing what they thought was right, you know? Um, so that would be the issue for me yeah and obviously as i'm less politically so i'm more sorry i'm more politically incorrect than 99.99 percent of people uh, I suspect that the uh the uh, snowflake woke majority of people would think that it was a disgrace that um it was interesting actually if it might be meandering a bit drew drew was telling me yesterday about um, a demonstration in our favorite place Glastonbury. Uh, there was a demonstration was it Saturday. Yes, there was a demonstration on Saturday headed by, would you believe, Jeremy Corbyn's brother, uh, Piers Corbyn, who, uh, who who was the main speaker. And this was a, a demonstration against the lockdown. OK, and they were all basically as you would expect in Glassbury, dancing around and uh, but. But Piers um, Morgan gave quite a good speech, I think. Uh, and obviously the police turned up. Piers Morgan,
2: <laughs> he Sorry, Piers was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that would have been <laughs>
2: worth going to. If,
1: if Piers Morgan had been there, then he would have. Um, he he probably would have been on the other side, wouldn't he? Yeah, um, he would have been. Yeah, anyway, the police the police turned up as you would expect very quickly, and I, I, I thought it was quite interesting. Actually, it did rather nearly disgusted me. Actually, the police were actually amazingly good, so they actually allowed the protest to continue. Uh, didn't you know, arrest anybody or fine anybody, you know. There was a very, sense, it was, this was all filmed, by the way, uh, a very articulate, I would say, and considered exchange between the police officers and the uh, demonstrators. But BBC Points West, uh, basically their view on it was a disgrace. Uh, the, police, the police, why the police didn't arrest these people, it was terrible. So they then interviewed all the glass glass residents they, th- they didn't interview, interview one person who actually thought it was a good idea was well, surprisingly you know in this world of balanced hmm. journalism so uh they found everyone who said what a disgrace it was you know yeah uh so it's, it's funny because you know obviously i as um someone who greatly believes in civil liberty uh i i, I thought it was profoundly well I, was, I think i think i've come to expect it but it's profoundly depressing that uh the considered view of the controlling media was that the police actually uh supporting a reasonable demonstration was actually in their opinion unlawful and it was something they wanted their blood for you know i found Uh, that very disappointing
0: yeah we, we we as you say it's uh you know some of the mainstream media we've talked about it before the uh, completely unbalanced uh, views and opinions that they uh, portray. Certainly we like to uh, be balanced in in our opinions here and um, from one thing which is supporting obviously uh, the news that or just talking about the news that somebody has sued the government and the, the protest to uh, something that the government has actually done which is the 100% government-backed loan schemes. Um, before I come to you, Mark, and get your thoughts on this. Uh, Paul, mm. I just wanted to ask to, to explain to everybody exactly what that means in simple terms.
1: I, I wish you would answer me that, because as, as I haven't, you know, I don't have uh, chapter of verse knowledge of this. Um, what I can tell you is, uh, in the very short time that it's been um, available, uh, I've already seen uh, one live application that looks like it's going to get turned down on I think again it's on the face of it it's um it looks like it's perfect I would say um, When I say perfect if if you're looking at um you know, obviously at the moment various user groups that have been excluded from any assistance whatsoever mm. um and that would probably include uh debt finance for smaller companies you know the the smaller end of whom obviously uh, as we've discussed before are the great majority of the whole. So probably seventy five percent plus of all companies would be in this category. So I think the maximum loan is fifty thousand pounds. And on the face of it, um there's no reason anymore why the bank shouldn't lend because the, the government's underwriting all of it mm. uh a hundred percent. However, from what I can see, um and this is where uh uh one of my clients looks like it's fallen foul already um is i think one of the stipulations is it can't be more than 25% of your turnover last year mm. and um and again you know this is this never ceases to amaze me we keep talking about this about um inadequate planning you know if if it was me because i'm a bit funny like that you know ocd i would sit down and think of an idea and then i would stress test it and then think about all the things that were wrong with my idea you know and then i'd sit there and think oh actually um i have not thought about that i need to I need to have paragraph two, subsection C, to 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 you know to to cover uh, whatever the the problem was. So, of course, in 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 the case, it's actually a company that I'm also involved in. Actually, um, it's a very it's it's a it's a company with a patent that is growing, uh, and the turnover last year was quite modest, but it's obviously very it's growing, and the company does need the money, so. Uh, another good example of well-intentioned in, well uh, legislation which is actually not necessarily going to find uh, a home for the people that deserve to have it. Yeah, Mark I
0: just get your uh, your your mm. comment on this as well because obviously we've, we've talked a lot on the mm. shows that we do about the the loan schemes and how easy it is to, to access them in your experience mm. over the last week what uh, have you seen seen Different stance as far as people trying to get that support, or is it still frustratingly slow and and uh, inaccurate?
2: Uh, well, this new this new bounce back loan, as they're calling it, they uh, they announced I think the details just yesterday. Um, looks good on the face of it. Absolutely, look, look looks great. I mean, two thousand to fifty up to fifty thousand pounds, as Mr. Wake quite rightly says up to 25% of your turnover. But of course, I mean, we've, we've got some clients within the Aspen Waite Southeast um, company where they've been in touch with us. And often in a business, a director will take dividends rather than, than taking a wage, for example. So um, in, in terms of them, if they wanted to furlough themselves, for example, if they it, within the business, uh, then that's a fairly minimal amount. But then if you're a startup company, working in a space of r&d and you haven't got much of a turnover you you might be trading but you might be trading because you're developing a prototype or or developing something in the business so your turnover is going to be minimal so yeah i'm still what what i'm struggling with uh, at the moment ben is where where's the help for the really vulnerable people the businesses that are either they're kind of in the incubation stage or startup stage those businesses, maybe the business owners have been working for the best part of a couple of years to get to the point now where they're they're ready to start coming into the market. They're very fragile, uh, and also the, the you know the gig the gig uh, brigade out there, the consultants that are out there. I, I just think that they've said this process is going to be easier and quicker. Let's hope it is, because the 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 current scheme, and again I'm only quoting various figures have been bounced around. But I think it was. Over three hundred thousand applications now, something like that that have gone that, that have been put through but not actually processed, and something like one percent of that have been processed to date with've only uh, and of that one percent only about twenty percent have been agreed that's that's three weeks down the line now from the launch of that original again don't quote me on the, the figures but I, I'm sure I won't be too far off the mark. What they need is something quick uh that that people can access that can make sure the businesses can survive especially those that are in the fragile uh scenario you know embryonic stage businesses are going to need support and consultants that are out there as well are going to need support right now
1: yeah i've actually um so I, i agree with everything that mark said um there was a very very interesting analysis in the sunday times um, about the uh, business interruption loan scheme and did you know for instance that lloyd's bank has only uh is only responsible for 12 percent of all successful uh applications when of course it, it was itself bailed out by the by the taxpayer mm-hmm. so um the, the article was written in a very critical way of lloyd's bank um and of course you know we, we find ourselves uh, in a situation where the bank that's probably been closed the longest, in in Paul's jargon, NatWest, is actually by far the the, the market leader in um, in in successful business interruption loan scheme um, applications. Although, as Mark says, uh, you know it's it's like a pimple on an elephant's backside. The hmm. uh, uh, and, and, and and at the moment, uh, you know it's it's a real case of jumping through hoops. And I don't know if there's something endemically wrong with banks now. I think banks uh, are no longer fit for purpose. You know, in the same way, I think personally, I think the BBC is not fit for purpose anymore. But that might be one for a discussion on a later date. I, I you know, I, I feel very strongly the media has failed the world really badly at the moment, and I think um, Brexit followed by coronavirus has proven that. Yeah, I think you're right. And I and I and I think what 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 I see myself as uh, as you know I always call myself the epitome of a real world person um, is the government are the opposite. So what happens is they launch what they think are well intended things. They don't properly work. They then sit there and think, oh, bugger, does not work, and everyone's criticising us for this. And oh, we better we better go and we better go and do something else. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, because they have to call it through properly, like I just said, trust test. Then, of course, that don't work either. Uh, so you know, and, and and there was a very good point again in the Sunday Times, and they were saying that there there are twenty two people in the cabinet, and you know, not one not one of those twenty two people has even an A level in any life science.
0: Interesting. That's interesting. So, that,
1: that, so, so they they actually therefore what what the point was that, that they don't understand uh, the point about wellness and mental you know the mental health issue um and as we've discussed before they're just totally obsessed with this monotract uh I mean, I have to, I know I know I probably I'm probably getting off subject but we had the most ridiculous report on points west uh, the southwest uh, BBC last night there's um there's a new hospital opened in Bristol called the Alexander I think it's the Royal Alexander Hospital which was a big warehousey thing um and they were bragging about the fact that uh they turned this warehouse into a proper uh, 3000 was it 3000 beds or 300 I can't mm. remember um facility um in something like 15 days you know it was it was ridiculously fast and this is um you know not a particularly uh, specialized unit you know they've got uh, low grade ventilators uh but the fact is you know I was just sitting there thinking what a load of million pounds this cost right and they were talking about how they were going to staff it, and then we just again you were we were subjected to this whole load of rubbish i mean i just i, I just i i actually got up at one point and I walked out because i was I, I was actually needing to throw up or something you know um. <laughs> Because because you just had a succession of presentations about things that were totally untrue. So, you know, I would say, I would bet you a huge amount of money that not one patient will ever go into that facility. You know, we've got, um, yeah, and there are similar uh, type institutions in South Wales, Birmingham, uh, London, for instance, you know, where, uh, you know, there's been this huge thing about taking the pressure off the NHS by having these Uh, new facilities but the fact is uh the nhs has been running at sub way below normal capacity because of because of the overreaction to the coronavirus Mm. um i mean when i when i you know last time i went to musgrove hospital which was five Mm. weeks ago which is the biggest hospital in somerset that that unfortunately I, i had to see a few people in i mean it was like going to a ghost town i mean literally you know corridors that would normally be bustling uh you you wouldn't you would see like one person you know it was it was extraordinary um you know the effects so now uh, it is t it is quite um quite worrying to be honest yeah we we hope
0: that we'll obviously bring you more news as we get it on any uh, new ideas that the government bring out, or any more information, of course, on the uh, on that loan scheme. And you can always email um, a friend at aspen if you're not sure of anything, and we can clarify uh, that for you. Right, last thing I want to ask you before, um, before we go and talk about uh, Aspen Weight Radio. And it was uh, really frustrating. For, I know for you yourself, Paul, when we were looking at the, uh, the was at the local council to um, our main office, one of our main offices, and the application uh, for rate support, and they made a real hash of it, didn't they? There's no other way of saying it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so we actually got officially declined this morning for uh, for our, for our um, marketing and innovation centre which is obviously where you are technically based, um, Ben. Um, And what was interesting in the email, they gave two reasons, which was one, which was, um, well, firstly, they put the wrong company name up on the failure thing. Um, Secondly, uh, they then cited two reasons for why we didn't qualify. One was um, that we didn't qualify for small rates relief. Uh, And the second one was that in any event, you're not in a specialist sector. You know, a hospitality leisure or whatever so um and then uh obviously we don't, I don't we haven't got all day for me to rant and rave about this on the on the broadcast but when uh eventually uh sir kim stanton asked me if she wanted me you know if, if i wanted her to phone up so i said yes but make sure you get your facts right uh she eventually spoke to someone who wasn't the person that wrote the letter and the person uh that she spoke to on the phone gave an entirely different reason To the one that was in the letter, which was, Well, you don't qualify because you're too big. And she said, What do you mean by that? Well, you've got two offices. And of course, the fact is, is that our two offices are in two separate companies, which are Mm. technically, legally unconnected, i.e., they're not controlled by the same person. So, Mm. uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, so I, 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 as you probably wouldn't be surprised to know, I wrote a very interesting email to the council thanking them for their support, and t- and commenting on what I thought about them, uh, and, and making it quite clear that this was not the end of it, and this would be taken to the very highest level. So I've, I've not, I've already um, potentially appointed an expert, uh, but is, isn't it, isn't it, isn't that desperate that? Uh, you know, that I should be I should be reporting this, you know. You know, and the point is, you know, fortunately, you know, I'm I'm as uh, pugnacious and resourceful as they come. So they they pick the wrong person to do this to. But you know, what what worries me is probably seventy five percent plus of people in my situation would just have gone, Oh well, never mind, you know. Mm, mm. You know, I think that's the point. And I think also it's worth uh, worth pointing
0: out that we we're mentioning this on the podcast on the live stream because it's to highlight the difficulties that you you may you may face, and this is you know we we pride ourselves in in having all the facts and the knowledge, and we will support you if you've got any queries or, or things happen to you uh, to you like this. But this is a, a point in that even with a company like ourselves, a finding that the the re- response that the The local council is given is is absolutely unacceptable, so we 'll update you on on what happens mm. here because I think it's important and if you 've got any questions around a local council, um, grant a rates discount, then again email uh, friend at aspen-weight.co.uk and and we'll try and help you out of it because uh, and that's I just wanted to clarify that 's the reason we 're mentioning this because it is important in in, um, in how people are facing uh, certain difficulties mm.
2: Can I just just quickly add something there? I just Paul mentioned that he's a real world individual, and that's the point. I think we're we're sitting here now. These are real world businesses that we're involved with. Myself, of businesses, and we're fortunate enough to to share you know co ownership of some businesses which which we care about passionately. And so this is when we're talking about a business. And this is the same for a lot of business owners and a lot of people that are employed, gainfully employed in these businesses. They are passionate about what they do and it's their life often. And so we're dealing with people's lives here. We're talking about the the health and well-being of people and worrying and, and concern for the general health in terms of how CV-19 affects people. What about the mental health of those people that are struggling And they need these support mechanisms to be quick, concise, appropriate Mm -hmm. and relevant. And you've got people that haven't really fully understood it, probably because they're under pressure. No disrespect, probably under pressure because they've got a lot of people knocking on the door. But at least get the facts right, at least be in a position to be able to back up what it is you're saying and make sure you make the process as transparent and and easy as possible. And so these real world examples are useful because people can then refer to it and say, actually I've gone through that and no, I'm not going to roll over and accept that. Can you give, can you give me a heads up on what I should do next?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very important. And as we said, uh, however you're consuming this on, on the broadcast or on the podcast, hopefully it will help you. And uh, if you're not directly involved in these things, then, uh, it gives you maybe a better understanding of the difficulties that someone else you know uh, is facing at the moment. Mm. I have a real issue and be in my bonnet about customer service and uh, in general and and the way that I, I think we're very poor in this country for delivering customer service. I think mm-hmm. we're very poor uh, delivering services in general. That's a conversation for another day. Um, but it's it's a good example of of what people are facing at the moment. Right, let's change uh, the topic because. We're very proud that we are about to launch our very own radio station and uh, I don't think it's uh, wrong of me to say that we're launching a radio station online to the very highest standards. We've we put an awful lot of uh, time, effort and investment into this and we're launching on Friday for your fake bank holiday weekend and this, th- there's many reasons. we talked about it on previous podcasts of, of why this has come about but I want to start with you, Paul. Uh, and and ask you um, I know how proud you're going to be of of, of launching it but but where where did this start for you as a journey to wanting to have a radio station
1: I hate it when people ask me frightening questions like it's like you know it's like someone says to you you know you're insane but you know would you like to explain your sane moments or something you know
0: (laughs) yeah I love doing it to you you though
1: I, I, or you know which of your multiple schizophrenic personalities is is actually dominating at the moment? You know that's one of my one of my favourite uh, self assessment tools. Um, so I, I I I I I actually not sure actually is is the answer. Um, you know as we had a very 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 good um, group intranet meeting yesterday, and um, there was some very you know it was a very um, positive I think very positive and um, uh, team team orientated uh, and again i think you know ahmed uh, asked me uh a couple of, i was asked a couple of questions yesterday which were very difficult to answer because i think if you're uh someone who just has ideas um it's like it's like saying to someone why did you have that idea hello edison why did you decide to invent so-and-so you know hello einstein how did how did this come along you know um so i think you know i think for for better or worse one just has ideas and then you know i tend to get ideas and then i either decide whether it's a good idea or a bad idea and if it's a good idea then i'm all over it and it and it's got to be done as quickly as possible and you know uh so i I had a project this morning and I, i i sent out a few emails and i just put help urgent you know, and I made it quite clear that there was no there was no tolerance in replying to me because it was something that, you know, uh, occurred to me this morning and I wanted to get on with it. You know, so I think um, I think the radio thing, um, I don't know, I, I, the radio thing, actually, if if anything, I think the idea came up before um, you say that certainly the prospect of employing someone like you, Ben, uh, it, it, you know, predated you by at least a year, possibly two years. Mm -hmm. um and i think i think probably it it i think it probably would be true to say it was partly a vanity project as people call it or it started out probably as a partial vanity project uh and and i think just for people who don't really know what that means i think what I means by that is there was the element of like i don't really care if it makes any money or not because i'm the boss and i can do it you know uh and i'm gonna enjoy doing it and it's fun so you can all bugger off because I'm doing it anyway sort of thing. And it's literally wonderful hockey sticks, you know. Um, now, of course, you know, because because one isn't quite as foolish as that, um, it's actually taken probably, I think it's two years and two months, it'll be, uh, to go from when I first talked about having a radio station. I think it's right. It's either two years and two months or three years and two months. Um, and obviously, uh, the way that I originally intended to do it isn't the way that we've ended up doing it. Mm. uh and and one of one of the um one of the pieces of advice i would i would always give anybody uh doesn't really matter what they're doing is the best solution is always the organic solution yeah and what that what that means is 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 don't force something just sit back watch the seeds grow and and the the plants will tell you which way the wind's blowing or whatever uh, the right analogy is so i think um it started out as, as probably quite an audacious um, scheme that was actually liked by St. So Drew, for instance. Uh, I discussed it with him at that time. Uh, there would have been a few people that that, that were sort of quite supportive of it, but it wasn't probably a mainstream project. Whereas what's actually happened, which has been which I'm, which is really good, um, is that particularly in the last six months, the pace has sort of grown and got quicker and quicker and quicker and now i think even even the most dour aspen Wake person can see the benefits of the media campaign and you know what really good marketing and what you know the, the radio station is is going to do you know so and, and and actually in terms of in terms of my i my vision for the future is now completely different to what it was 4 weeks ago my total solution for the future, which is you know now includes wellness uh health products uh you know all those sort of things have now been added to the complete solution for instance, so no yeah no you're right it's 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 still it's still um you know i one of the things that, that I basically insist as a rule in aspen is that people should always be allowed to do what they like doing mm. so you know if if I have a tax manager and they want to do a bit of accounting. <laughs> then I've always let them do that because I feel that if they're happy, then they're going to work better for me, you know? Uh, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to, to I, I do actually also apply that rule for myself. So I think, you know, it's quite important that I'm happy and I'm motivated. Uh, so the fact is, you know, I enjoy picking out music and talking about it and interviewing great people at John Joe O'Neill. So, uh, and I'd like to do more of it, you know, and I have, I have some degree of ambition as to where I'd like that to go. Um, And I think that I think that with the people we've got now, you know, the two of you and two of you in particular, really, and um, some of the young people we've got, uh, the talent we have available to us, I think there's no limit to what we might be able to achieve.
0: I really liked what you said uh, a moment ago. I liked everything you said, but I liked a moment ago. You said my vision for the future. yeah. My vision for the future has uh, has has changed um, in the in the Mm. last last four weeks. And the reason why I like that is, and people may watch this and listen to this and say, "Well, okay, you're talking about your radio station. Uh, Tell me about the relevance here." And the relevance is, every day we come on and talk in these podcasts and these live streams about real real business real things happening mm. and exactly what Paul just said there was so important because it shows you how a real life project and we mentioned the 2 years we mentioned 6 months ago and now we've mentioned the last 4 weeks that the vision of the future has changed um we're, we're giving you a real insight into a, a very successful company and how the workings of that um are and and hopefully you'll continue to see that as we go through the podcast and the live streams as we're going to continue these I just wanted to mention on radio so I often get asked the question uh, myself having a radio background of, of of why radio there's so many there's so much digital content now there's, you're watching if you're watching on the live stream right now it's a, it's totally different to radio and for me and I'll bring Mark in in a second radio is it epitomizes everything about Aspen Weight because it is it is your radio is your friend Radio is the most personal medium that you that, mm. the, that you'll ever find. It, it is it is really when you listen to radio, um, so many great people have always said it's just you, you and the presenter. And whenever you're taught mm. how to present, you're told just you're talking to one person, just one person that's listening to you on a personal level. And there is nothing quite like radio. There really isn't. And and as mm. I said, it, it really does. It's synonymous with everything that Aspen Wait, um is and believes in that that personal um friend and and there's nothing that represents that better than than radio mark
2: mm, agreed yeah I, I would just mirror your points there i mean one of the things as as uh, some of the, the the viewers and listeners might not realize but i've got background in media and radio uh, i've been involved in and around it for the best part of 20 years so uh, and the advice that i've given to to presenters and uh, new presenters coming on board always is you need to talk to the uh, listener as if they're in the room with you or they need to listen in and feel like you've been in the room with them. And that's picking up on your point about the personality of radio. And can I just say... Again, you know, just a a nod and a wink to, um, I'm sure you're psychic, Mr. Waite, at some point, because you seem to predict these things. You know, Mr. (laughs) Waite and and myself have had conversations uh, over the last 12 months. Paul has been been planning this in his head for a year or so before that. Um, And what better time than now to launch a new media platform, radio station. What better time to bring to the people sitting indoors, worrying about their business, real-life examples about how they can get through this? So, you know, either completely um, coincidental, or Mr. White is the next Mystic Meg. <laughs> Maybe there's a show in that.
0: <laughs> and I, I think it's also um, worth saying we talked about um, very briefly about the love and passion for radio and why. Why that's different, why it's different to all the YouTube channels and online content, mm-hmm. nothing will ever a bit like books in their form. Uh, things have tried to replace them, but they never will and 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 you'll never replace radio because to tune in to your favorite presenter every day and be with them as if as Mark said they're in the room is is something very, very special and I think a few other things that people may be thinking well why 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 your radio platform? Well, you only have to look at, at Paul and listen to Paul to see um, how ambitious he is and, and what he's done already. Where we want to go with radio is we, we want to do um, extremely creative things. We want to be different. The effort and time that's gone into our, our music and our production uh, will, will make us uh, very different. We want We want it to be as good as it possibly can be. We've had so many talks about different shows that we want to have on and how we'll organise that. And not just that. New talent is so important Mm. to us. Paul's mentioned it a few times. We want to be a platform for people uh, to come on, express themselves, be creative and and think differently. And um, those things together that we've just talked about, I know we've only got a brief amount of time, but Paul, they really do say a lot about why we're doing it and and what we're trying to achieve.
1: Was that a question again?
0: It was. It was just giving you... I I I felt me and Mark had just talked for a while, so I thought I'd give you an Ah. opportunity to say something.
1: I think I, I might have a consultation with the Oxford Dictionary and me to invent a new, a new, um, a new, a new word, which is Ben's idea of asking a question, which is not really a question at all. But he, he says something and then he stops. It's just and, a chat between one between friends. So someone just has—is uh, that a question? Was that was that was a question, was it? So uh, I just I, I well I would just just um, just like to agree with you. I mean I think um, you know why why I'm quite. Um, optimistic about um about what you say is clearly already from uh our concerted foray into media over the last few weeks you can see uh the massive positive you know positive reaction for us as as a as an entity for instance you know the um i would say probably all of my business relationships are are better than they were you know or well, people have a newfound respect. You know, it's not always like you know. Is there, is there nothing you guys can't do? You know, that gets that a lot. You know, uh, how do you how do you have such a prodigious knowledge of this, that, or the other? Um, And I think you know, one of the things I find on my Friday show with Great British Expos, for instance, is uh, I think uh, you know, you're talking about there. You're talking about the real lifeblood of british business you know you're you're looking at the the ceos of businesses turning over 40 grand 50 grand you know the big ones might be a couple of million you know and i think that um they they clearly enjoy having some idiot that you know that disappeared down the end of a bottle a few times in his early days and somehow survived to become quite wise um having that person being prepared to talk about uh you know some people say to me you know what what's the what's the worst what's the biggest mistake you made i got asked a question on friday um if i had if 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 i as today could go back at the beginning and do one thing differently all over again what would it be you know these are really good questions and of course you know i can go back and give you know like I, th- I think i think i actually i can't know if i said this on our show or theirs um But I certainly said last Friday, I said, I think you could argue I have as have as as much right to have an opinion on business as anybody in the UK does. And I think it'd be very difficult to 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 argue with that, you know. Uh, So I think given given our um, unusual, I'd say, uh, an unusual stance in the marketplace, which is we will put the cart before the horse. You know, so we the opposite of give us fifty grand, then we'll do some money. We're, we're, we'll do some work. You know, uh, you know, we're very much um, we're, we're we're happy to show you how good we are, and then you know, we'll we'll benefit from our own ability by um, you know by turning by turning people that we're finding life difficult into successes. Um, and of course, you know my my cannabis oil plant uh, is is a is a great example of that. And of course, it's now gone from what was going to be the world's best CBD oil into an all round wellness and mental health concept, which I'm uh, very proud and is and is is helping to shape my new vision. For instance, so I think that um, people that listen to us have the best chance they can to have someone who can really influence. The rest of their lives and how they go about running their businesses better i'd say mm. Mm. definitely i think we've also reached that point of the
0: the show where when we're talking about radio it'd be wrong if I, I didn't mention this of how you can listen you're going to be able to listen on your your phone your tablet on your computer however you want to um digest the the content that we're going to be uh, providing and over the next weeks and months there'll be plenty of uh, different shows that you'll be able to uh, listen to and engage with and all of that information will be on our brand new uh, radio uh, social media platforms, including Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And all of that information will be out to you on this platform through Aspen Weight. So however you want to uh, consume the content that we're going to create, get involved with it, engage with us, whether you're a business or somebody who's just really interested in it, then... Um, you're going to be able to do that and we w- it would be wrong if we weren't good at communicating it, which we will be uh, over the next few days. We launch on Friday at four o'clock. Uh, keep tuned uh, to find out exactly how you can be there uh, for the start and the launch. I've got a few ideas as well of um, what what Mr. Weight will choose as the first song to launch Aspen Weight Radio. I've got a few in my head. I'd like to run a book on it, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, I thought, I didn't know we were living in a democracy when it came to the radio I thought we were living in um, a Stalin-esque, Eltham-esque uh, environment so No, I want I was, you to choose it it's I was just hoping I wasn't Trotsky <laughs>
0: Dear <laughs> you know
1: me, or the, Ro- or the Romanovs.
0: The Romanovs, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I did actually. I, I don't know why. I had. Th- I had. Um, I had things can only get better in my head for one of the first uh, uh, pieces of music. But I'll talk to you about that another time because I know. Well, that I know I,
1: you've ruined that now because now you've said that. I've given it away, mate. <laughs> no, it yeah. might
0: not be. Paul might have other <laughs> ideas, and I know. I know he might. So um, the first song is always important. Um, listen, we've we've talked, and it's been a <laughs> wonderful show again. And thank you for getting involved, and thank <laughs> you for listening, and what better way to end than to talk more about music and uh your song choice today paul is um one that i wholeheartedly agree with because i love it
1: yeah that was disappointing i don't want like, you know to get you look being so effusive is um i must try harder in the future and pick something more obscure <laughs> i think um i think we ought to talk we ought to say on friday that um uh we're we're hoping to have a v day special yes um so you know, we're we're gonna be patriotic and and do that, and I'm also hoping to have uh the great Viking that is Callum doing his first slot on nutrition and and mm. um and and health which will be good so um we've we've now on our a to z we've got to n uh, n for norman um and uh actually there's there's not an awful lot of ends to choose from but um it was actually quite difficult overlooking um nirvana um who um and, and actually uh, so i very nearly picked memoria by uh by nirvana which i think is a a, tr- a tremendous song um if anyone hasn't heard nirvana doing the acoustic version of man who sold the world then you need to go and listen to it so uh, just a little tip little tip for a a tuesday um this this particular song i've picked is um by a band that was for a very large portion of my life, and probably the early part of Aspen Wake would have been my favorite band, which is new order um yeah, they would have been my favorite band for quite a long time uh, and I was probably stuck in the eighties for a bit um I don't know it's funny about I was sitting there this morning wondering why um they they have dropped way down the ratings if you said to me now, you know list your top hundred bands uh it wouldn't occur to me to put new order in the top 50 probably um although this particular song still has um i don't know if mark agrees with this i think you get certain songs that just are in your heart you know and Mm -hmm. every time you listen to them it doesn't matter how many times you listen to them they're sort of you have an an emotional bond with them exactly and what i find with this particular song i don't know again i i you know i'm I'm obviously quite a well-read person um but there's there's a particular lyric in this song, which has always, I always liked it, and it resonates with me, which is, when I was a very small boy, very small boys talked to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that we've all grown up together, and I, 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 it's a bit like the Bee Gees song, I don't know if you know the Bee Gees song, where he says, um, when we were small and apple, teas, apple trees were, were tall, and <laughs> uh, then he says, and now we're tall and apple trees. Uh, I don't know, there's something something just rather... I don't know, just get to me uh, about that. So uh, today's song is True Faith by New Order. Um, And I think, you know, New Order themselves are a a band that obviously recovered from the devastation of losing Mm. Ian Curtis, Mm. who was the lead singer of Joy Division. Um, And, uh, you know, they had a a huge following, uh, probably without being commercially successful, or that Mm. commercially successful. It probably took Ian Curtis to die, for Joy Division to become a cult, which they probably are to this day, to be honest with mm. you, and I think you could make a strong case for saying that Joy Division and then New Order of influence have been very influential in, um, you know. So, for instance, if you look at Blue Monday, you know that's a, it's a pivotal record in music history. I would suggest, mm. and I think for 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 New Order to recover from Ian Curtis's death. And actually, although I, I never actually think I've got his name for a, minute, for a minute, Bernard, Bernard Sumner, yeah, Bernard Sumner, um, who, who who is the new lead singer. I've never actually thought he had a very strong voice. Uh, but, you know, they, they not, probably a bit like the Mannix, actually, uh, you know, the Mannix, very similar. Lead singer has a poor voice, in my opinion. But uh, both bands actually went on to uh, international, you know, and huge success. Uh, reinvented themselves mm. um yeah so uh so it's a new order um as i say played a big part in 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 my life especially in the first half of, of aspen weight probably helped helped me get through a few difficult nights by i found an anthem so uh the anthem for today is True Faith by New Order.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, I love that track. And uh, it'll be up next uh, if you're listening to it on the podcast. And if you're not, then do go and check it out uh, later today. And certainly plenty of New Order and Mannix, actually, on, the, uh, on Aspen Weight Radio. Uh, from Friday, get another... Uh, another mention of it in there. Listen, thank you so much to both of you, Mark, uh, for coming on. I know uh, Thank you. that next week we're going to talk a little bit about um, collaboration in business because you suggested that to mm-hmm. me uh, earlier. So next Tuesday, I uh, really look forward to that. And uh, as always, Paul, thank you so much for your company. And I'll see you on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I, thought I thought Mr. Kerry really made his mark today. Thank
2: you. He did, yeah. So, oh, are you playing on oh. puns again? <laughs>
1: as we did the, has it got a carry in the world? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: you know.
0: Mark, Mark, and I um, coordinated our shirts as well. So uh...
2: we did. We tried our best. Yeah. We, we want the theme
0: to run through now. Um, yeah. But it's the, it's got not
2: going to Tables in a minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you ever so much uh, to, to both of you, uh, Paul. I'll see you on Thursday, and uh, I will see you. Uh, tomorrow as we're back for another show uh, with uh, Rob and Darren uh, where we theme our shows around leadership and well-being and, and, and mental health and really enjoyed the last uh, few weeks on the Wednesday show we'll be back tomorrow at 12 30 have a great rest of your day and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>